The picture of the frog that I used on my last blog made me start thinking about last summer, frogs, ponds, and heat. When we were on the farm yesterday, Randy started making a verbal list of all the things he needed to do once the temperature returns to 50 degrees. With the weather being so frigid the thoughts of summer and 50 degrees are comforting. Knowing that there will be no need to chop ice, feed hay, rescue new calves from snow-filled gullies or repair ice-coated objects makes me feel like a child anticipating summer vacation. These thoughts of summer reminded me of one very hot day last summer. With the weather being bitterly cold I thought this would be a marvelous time to share a summer story. Hopefully you will be able to get a short reprieve from this frosty weather as I attempt to transport you to that summer day. During the time when we spent five days in St. Louis and traveled five hours to the farm for a day and a half. We did this every week for nearly nine months. We had to pack a lot into our day while at the farm trying to catch up on chores. There was never enough time so we always worked as long and hard as we could before returning to the city. This particular day was one of the hottest days of the summer. Randy had decided that the weeds had taken over his electric fences and the thistles were out of control and something had to be done before we returned to the city. We usually stuck together but this day we decided to accomplish our list Randy would cut weeds along the fence rows and I would get on the four-wheeler and spray the ominous thistle and miscellaneous menacing weeds. My mantra was clover is good, thistles are bad. After a well-prepared briefing on the operation of the four-wheeler, with the sprayer tank on the vehicle and the wand in my hand I was off to war with the displaced plants that unwisely rooted themselves in the wrong doggone pasture. It was an excessively hot day. I wore just enough clothes to not embarrass myself, the cows or horses and relished in every little breeze that crossed my back or face. The fun part of the job was over in a couple of hours. Randy's face was bright red and the fence rows were less than half done. We took a break and enjoyed a picnic lunch under the trees hoping to cool off a bit. Since there was no breeze there was nothing cool about the picnic except it was under trees that shaded it from the sun beating directly on our heads. It was good to rehydrate and refuel so we could complete our appointed jobs. I had to remind myself what I was spraying wasn't just water and to avoid physical contact but the mist that occasionally drifted my way, in an odd way, brought relief. As an aside, to date, I have no thistles growing on my body so it must work. The heat never gave up and neither did we. As the afternoon was creeping by Randy and I found ourselves on a log, sipping water when he announced. We need a swim. I am looking around and see no pool but a nice refreshing pond. I have taken many a dip in ponds and lakes, that wasn't a big deal. It had been several years ago, but I was game. After overcoming the lack of a swimsuit matter, Randy assured me that the cows wouldn't tell and nothing but a crow was an eye shot of the pond. We were both hot, at this point, who cared? He had his clothes off and headed to the pond while I was still wrapping my head around what I was about to do. I was a bit more methodical about the process than Randy. I laid my clothes a safe distance from the water so they could dry out from the perspiration and yet not fall into the pond. I put my sandals a bit closer so I would have shoes to walk to my clothes. I took a deep breath and off I went. Randy continued to stand in the water with an inviting hand extended to assist entry into the refreshing pool of water. I know you must have visions of me, adoringly, with an ear-to-ear -ear smile on my face, running toward Randy's extended hand and into the water looking like Bo Derek, only without the corn rose of course. Well, the picture was more like an Abbott and Costello routine, slowly I turned, step by step, inch by inch. With another deep breath, and a lot of positive self-talk, I entered the pond. As I began the entrance I remember saying, ah, this isn't too bad, except, 
I am sinking. The bottom of the pond is not sand and there is no sandy beach, it is mud, deep mud, and slimy, very, very slimy mud. Walking was not easy because the mud was oozing up between my toes and I was sinking faster than I could walk. During this process Randy and I were having a long overdue and mistimed conversation about who lives in this particular pond. He mentioned turtles. Snapping turtles, frogs and perhaps a snake or two, Randy assured me that the creatures were more afraid of us than we were of them. My eyes were busy trying to assess our surroundings and be on the lookout for anything that remotely resembled a snake or a turtle. Frogs didn't bother me but I didn't want to be surprised by a snake nor did I want my toes nibbled on by a turtle. Seeing where as we were skinny dipping, I wanted to be informed about anything that was swimming about my body. What Randy didn't realize is I am the girl who, when she was young, sat hours in an outhouse because there was a spider above the door. I was sure that it was watching me, just waiting for the moment that I walked under him so he could jump down and attack me. Granted, I am no longer paranoid about spiders but what an unfortunate time to discover that I haven't worked through my mistrust of reptiles. As I was taking another deep breath to go deeper into the water and closer to Randy, while continuing to sink into the silt and mud, suddenly there was a squiggly, swirling object rushing under my foot. I believe Randy would testify that Superman has nothing on me. In a single bound I turned and leapt out of the pond making a sound that has never come from my body and impossible to replicate. Once on dry land I looked back and there was Randy calmly standing in the pond laughing hysterically saying something like if only I had a video of that. Once my heart rate stabilized and my brain was once again oxygenated, I came to my senses and realized that it was most likely a tadpole that had darted beneath my feet. I am fairly certain that Randy thought the swim was over. There was no way that I was going to let a little tadpole get the best of me or stop me from enjoying this adventure with Randy. I took a very deep breath, Reminded myself that on a couple of occasions I actually paid for mud baths in Ojo Caliente, New Mexico and loved it. Much to Randy's astonishment, I gathered my courage and my oxygen supply and successfully headed back to the pond, repeating to myself I have paid for mud baths, and I love them over and over until I once again reached Randy. I will be honest and say that I didn't do any actual swimming and Randy does remember me being slightly clingy but I did return and we did stay in the water long enough to cool off and Randy was able to take a few strokes before we strolled back, hand in hand, to the log where our clothes were secured, laughing endlessly about our relaxing dip in the frog pond. This chapter of our lives has given us endless joy as we have shared and relived the moment that I went flying from the pool of water. As I write this on a cold January night it makes me eager to feel the heat of the summer, working together, side by side, sharing picnics and going skinny dipping. Am I afraid? No not at all, I have a plan. The next time I become frightened I will not leap out of the pond, I will leap into Randy's arms, or on his back or perhaps sit on his head, as we sink quietly into the mud, together. Now you know more of why. I love the farm. And. I love you Randy.